BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. I am Gable Morancy, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them. Everybody else in between, Sirius XM Channel 159. Thanks to the Rager Reddit, Cam Stewart, and Ian Cameron for joining us. Mo Keel will step up and in a little bit uh, later on. All right, so a lot of stuff uh, to get to still. We were just talking about the XFL championship game, setting the stage for the weekend. I enjoyed the XFL season uh, this year. I enjoyed it. We were profitable with it. Um, it's been a very good year uh, for us in the XFL. Well, listen, we told you we're going to give you a pick for every game, and we did give you a pick for every game. Uh, we were right and we were wrong. We went one and one last week. There are only two games. Uh, so now we're up to uh, 35 and 20. So it's not bad. We're going into the final week of the season. And even I can't manage to lose 16 units on uh, on the XFL championship game. I could if it was the Super Bowl. <laughs> if, it was, if it was the Super Bowl, it would be possible. But uh, no, no, the XFL championship. So, you know, we told you before the year started, we will beat it. We are very good with these secondary leagues. Now, i got to be honest with you, though, full disclosure, the, the USFL is a much harder handicap, I find. I look forward to talking with Rob Vino. Rob Vino about this this week. Get his take on this. The XFL... The XFL is the whole thing is people are like, oh, I only bet on the NFL. I don't bet on these other leagues. Well, whatever, because you're a moron. Because the NFL is harder to bet on. Every team is good in the NFL. Now, some teams are better than others, but whatever. It's very random. All the players. And I talked about this before. Like basically, everybody in the NFL takes from the same draft. It's not like one team gets more special players than another team. The NFL is not like the NBA or like, you know what I mean? Everybody in the NFL gets the same chance. You're all picking the same damn players. So it's not like, oh, my God, you know, you went 15th and I went 14th. No, if you're smart and, you know what I mean, you pick good players, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to win. Right? Um, so, like, basically, the, the NFL is, is, is a difficult league. You know, you can win on it. But thing is with these other leagues, like the CFL, there's mismatches. The XFL. Like, the XFL, Las Vegas sucked, all right? The XFL, Orlando sucked. And it didn't It didn't take long to figure this out. That You know what? The, the, these guys are nowhere near as good as the rest of the league are. And there's big discrepancies and mismatches in these leagues that you can take advantage of. And the XFL, like, quite frankly, in the XFL, out of the eight teams, there was, like, three good teams type thing. Right, and there was a couple of okay teams, but the XFL was sort of able. You were, we were able to read it and figure it out. The USFL 
I don't want to like make a bold statement and say it's better, but it's 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 trickier. The late night anger management class, this is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. The pits, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Yeah, 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 the Boston Celtics won. Finally, a team for Boston didn't choke. Although, the Boston Red Sox have had a good week against the Toronto Blue Jays. They got one more game going head-to-head tomorrow, but the uh, Red Sox beat the Blue Jays. Again, Boston Celtics beat the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, NHL playoff hockey Vegas is beating Edmonton and the uh, New Jersey Devils, the Diablos, Devils, Diablos, uh, the Devils, um, when it was all said and done, ended up losing uh, to the Carolina Hurricanes. A lot of talk about the Devils team speed, uh, but when it was all um, when it was all said and done, the Carolina Hurricanes punched the Devils in the mouth. But forget about all that stuff. I think we need to have a serious conversation and debate as far as... Um, what the better league is, the USFL or the XFL? <laughs> but all kidding aside, it is the XFL championship this week. And, you know, if, if you've been joining us throughout the XFL season, I know a lot of people out there. Shout out to all of our regular uh, listeners out there. There's a ton of you, like, you know, you're not in our chats. We don't know who you are. We meet you at the Super Bowls, and we see you on the streets sometimes and stuff, which is cool. Uh, but, you know, before the season, and you know, we've always been good at these secondary leagues. And before the season started, we promised we're going to give a pick for every damn game. It wasn't easy either. No one else would really do that, right? A lot of people can cherry-pick games and stuff and then say, oh, look at our record after. I said, no, no, I'm going to give you a pick for every game in the XFL this year. And it was either a side, a total. Sometimes it was a money line. Sometimes it was both. Sometimes it was like a bunch, you know what I mean? So we were all over the place. But for every damn game this year, and we're 35-20 and 20 going into the championship game uh, right now. But one of the reasons why I believe these leagues are these leagues are very favorable to bet on. When you hear a lot of people say, "Oh, I don't bet on these leagues because of I don't know they, they don't know this this and that," no, they have a million excuses why. The fact is, there are mismatches in these leagues that don't exist. With everything that's going on on Saturday night, I will tell you, I will be watching the XFL Championship game and crushing the DC Defenders. This is Portrage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Hey bro, 
Ryan. Here to place a wager. Tomorrow night on Fox's Celebrity Boxing, I've got Carol Channing beating Mike Tyson in three rounds. Carol Channing. You've got Carol Channing, the actress, beating Mike Tyson, the boxer. Hell, give me 50 bucks on Tyson. Yeah, you're in good company. Betting Freddy took the same wager. So there's a lot of stuff uh, going on uh, right now with the playoffs, uh, NHL, NBA playoffs, the NFL draft, the NFL um, NFL schedule, actually. We're a week away from the NFL schedule release right now, so that's going to be cool uh, to be able to lock in the games, know about, okay, you want to go to this game, bet this game, go to that game, and everything else in between. I was actually wondering and thinking, it would make sense for the, you know, you would figure the Raiders, I guess what I'll cut to it. Are the Raiders going to play, are the Raiders going to play a home game F1 weekend? And my guess is no. I'm going to say they don't. As a betting man, Vegas style, I'll say no. There's not a game in Vegas F1 weekend because I think the streets, I think it's going to be a logistical nightmare that they're going to say this is a big problem to get 80, 90,000 people like in and out of the stadium with all these streets closed and you know, F1 cars. Are like, you know what I mean? I think it'll be a big problem. It's Thanksgiving weekend as well. It's going, go, it's going to be over the top. Uh, I'll tell you that. So the NFL schedule releases next week, but I wanted to get to, um, I wanted to get to something that was going on in France. Listen, they're always protesting in France. They're always, like, blocking bridges and taking to the streets and stuff. <laughs> um, but today they were doing it in a different fashion. Now, they're they're on the rampage and the warpath, and I don't know. I don't understand how the hell Paris Saint-Germain fans, PSG, I don't understand how their fans or what, the, what, supporters, whatever the hell you want to call them, um, yeah, canal supporters. Um, I don't understand how they think by going. We'll start off with Neymar. They went to Neymar's house. They actually went to Neymar's house. Like thousands of fans went. To, uh, I don't know. I don't think he. I don't even know he was there. Right? You know what I mean? But still, number one, like whatever. People like that's the whole thing. People are always going to find out where these dudes live. And so it's one thing to know where someone lives and there's going to be some psycho stalkers and crazy people out there. They're going to know where these guys live. Fine. It's another thing like thousands of you actually go like and chant outside his house. It'd be one thing too if you were like chanting outside of his place. We love you. <laughs> like, hey, you're the best. We love you. Thanks for everything, man. You know, it made it a little bit different. But uh, they were chanting, Neymar, get out. Neymar, get out. Neymar, get out. As in, you know, get the hell out of France. Leave. We don't want you on Paris Saint-Germain. And, like, I'm thinking, okay, you're not a fan of the dude. Everything is imploded and all this. They did win there. They did win the Liga and stuff. They won the, the Liga or whatever. Um, they did win, but they they, they didn't do they, – they lost in the group of 16 in the Champions League. It was a horribly can, you know, put-together club. You have all these star players, but no chemistry, and they're all rivals and stuff. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's really, like, it's really awkward. It's not like, you know, you figure, like, you know, it's hard to describe in North American sports to Matias, too. Because guys can be rivals. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Draymond Green could end up on LeBron's team. People even thought he would, right? And it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But it's a little bit different. Do you know what I mean? Like when you've got people that are like serious rivals, national rivals, monetary rivals, legendary rivals, shoe rivals, just everything, and you're on the same team. And especially the, the, we'll get to the messy stuff about him having to go to France after of all this. And people in France aren't happy, and they're never happy about anything. But I don't know what world they think by going to a player's house that any of these other players, big stars in the world, are going to say, I, I want to sign with these guys. Look at look what they look at the way they treated Neymar. We want to sign with this guy, right? We want to sign with his team. Now Messi's another story. 
Now we're gonna we're gonna have a, a messy apologist here with Matthias with us. But Messi's another story. But at the same point in time, it was a little over the top, and I can't imagine that, let alone he ever plays for them again, that he ever even goes back to France ever again. Um, and, you know, and honestly, Argentinians and, you know, the media is very protective, right? It's different, right? So they're going to be protective of him, and fans and, and stuff are going to be protective of him. He's the great Messi. People think he's the greatest player to ever live. PSG fans outside the club's headquarters earlier in the day, Messi, son of a bitch. Messi, son of a bitch. So they're telling Neymar to get out, <laughs> and then they went to the headquarters to tell uh, to tell Messi that he's a son of a bitch. As reports are, so of course, Messi's been suspended by PSG for an unauthorized leave from the team. And his unauthorized leave from the team is he, he was going to Saudi Arabia for two weeks. But we all know why he's going to Saudi Arabia for two weeks. Now the reports are so Saudi Arabia are prepared to offer him and pay him $400 million a year. $800 million for two years. Let me repeat, $800 million for two years. So let me just say to all you loser fans who are outside calling him a son of a bitch outside that building, I bet you 50% of you would kill a relative of your own and maybe like your wife or your mother for 400 mil, right? People are like, you know, that's one thing. You know, you can hate on someone and stuff, but it's hard if someone, you know, they're getting 400 mil. Now, you could argue, listen, he already has all the money and stuff, but I got to be honest with this. I don't really know what what PSG fans beef with Messi is. Why do they even care if he's going or leaving? They didn't win with him. It was obviously awkward as hell for everybody. It was super awkward him coming back, right, when he walked onto the pitch and, like, in France. And, and I hate to say it, but it should. It's too bad that we live in a world like this now. But it's more like hostile, Matthias, when it comes to nationalities. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, what I mean, France is like, oh, f him. Like you know, f Argentina. Everybody's like, f everybody right now in the world, and it's not a good spot for him to be in France. It was a tor terrible fit. Everyone knew it was a bad fit, and it's this thing's been a disaster. And now it's getting ugly, though, bro. And now Paris Saint Germain, the organization, is saying we don't support any of this because they know what superstar is going to say. Imagine early Holland or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go there, and I saw you guys, like, stand outside of the guy's house and call Messi the greatest player ever, he is, son of a bitch, and go to Neymar's house and, and tell him to leave. They're bearing a big hole, bro, this team right now. Their fans are killing their own team. Well, more of a reason that people say that PSG is a rich club. They are not a big club. Big players don't want to play there very often. They're a rich club, not a big club. That's insulting for a reason because they do stuff like this, Gabe. You know, you show up to uh, two of the best players in the world ever to play outside their homes. Lucky that they actually play for that team. And they're chanting crazy things at them. And they should be chanting outside of management's house. This is all on management. Management told Messi a month ago what was happening. Messi's dad told management he's going to be gone in a month in Saudi Arabia. They weren't supposed to have practice. They had practice, a surprise practice. It was no way of turning this around. And the worst thing about it is that you embarrass Messi. The plan is that PSG is going to suspend him now, but they hope that he returns for the next three games. They're silly. Messi's not returning for the last three games. Messi's ditching this party altogether. He's flying out to Barcelona tomorrow. And he's going to sign a deal most likely for the next two years to play with Barcelona. And if they don't get it done, he's going to go to Saudi Arabia for a lot of money, Gabe. Uh, he signed a global ambassadorship deal with Saudi Arabia. It seems like it's it's coming into place, right? That he's going to take the money. He's getting ripped. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. 
Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Welcome to the bullpen, Derek. Hello. Hi. Derek, uh, this indoor soccer is a new sport. Could you tell us something about it? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. It's, it's soccer played indoors, like in a hockey ring. Sort of soccer hockey. <laughs> Boy, that's an interesting combination. Well, what are the rules? I don't know, really. <laughs> I don't care. I see. How does your team look? Uh, mostly Venezuelan. Great. Late night anger man, spread class. This is sports rage. I see the pictures here. Yeah, this is pretty like over the top. So uh, Messi just signed a deal with Saudi Arabia with the government. He's the uh, global ambassador to Saudi Arabia because <laughs> you know he did, he hasn't made enough money as it is already. Um, man, he's like he's all in. He's got like he's he's hanging out with them. He's at the he's with the horses and stuff. He's got his family in the robes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like really, bro? Come on, Matthias. I know you're a big fan, but really, like you don't think this is like cheesy uh, as AF as the kids say? And I can't, you know what I mean? Like you see, do you look look at the PR shoot? <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? So he's getting $31 million a year, I don't know, to take pictures in the kingdom and say, hey, it's a great place. And um, they're offering him $400 million a year to actually play uh, play soccer, which he might not. I don't know. Some people think he's going to end up going back to Barca before it's all said and done. I'll tell you what. Uh, everyone, enter Miami season ticket holders. <laughs> I wouldn't hold my breath <laughs> that he's going to be playing in Miami anytime soon. This guy's getting $31 million a year to take a picture with a horse and a camel. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the MLS can't offer this. I'm not sure the MLS is like, nah, you know what? I was going to make a joke and say they have the league and stuff, but that's not true. DC United was like the last team that sold, and it sold for like $900 million. Like, the MLS is moving in on a billion-dollar expansion fee, so to get Messi to play in the MLS, Matthias, you'd have to give him a team, like, point blank. You'd say, all right, listen, <laughs> you now own NY, NY, NYCFC. You own the team now. <laughs> That's the only way you're going to get him. Like, why, why, how else are you going to get him? Like, you would really—I'm not even kidding with this. You would have to—and you, you get him when he's, like, 42 or something in Miami. And he'd be like, listen, you play for one year for us, and we'll give you 50% stake in the ownership of the franchise. But I personally—and I'll throw it to you on this. Like, our boy Julio, and he'll come on tomorrow. He uh, Julio said, well, with the Saudis in the mix now, like, no aging European star is going to sign in the MLS anymore like we've seen. But I personally— don't think it helps the MLS all that much. You know what I mean? Like, did, did Beckham win in the MLS? You know what I mean? Yeah, they saw Beckham did help. He was the one that did. He brought attention. But there's been so many, like, did Wayne Rooney? Who cares, bro? Like, you know what I mean? You get a little bit of attention. They're kind of washed up. They're has-beens. 
And to me, MLS is better off developing their own talent and bringing in these washed-up guys than they're just celebrity celebrity add-ons, Matthias. That's the way I look at it anyway. As long as Messi has a competitive bone in his body, he's not going to come to the MLS. When he comes to the MLS, it's going to be because it's time to put the shoes up, to take yeah, it easy, to not go 100%. Exactly. And you know yeah, what? It's it's a, it's a model of the Mexican he? League. The Mexican League did this, Gabe, uh, when when they first started. You know, just like the MLS right now, kind of bringing in these stars when they when they paid Beckham to come redo the league and, you know, Ibrahimovic. It's a copycat league and it worked for them, but at the same time it wasn't sustainable and I think with the MLS they're, they're, they're making strides but at the same time the MLS is a much more competitive league than the Saudi Arabian league but like you said as long as they're paying big money none of the stars are going to come to the MLS they're going to go to Saudi Arabia like Cristiano make a lot of money score some goals kick back you know and not get ready for a World Cup coming up or, or a Copa America coming up for example you know what though it's sad they're like live tour they're like live tour players Cristiano Ronaldo I kind of get because he wasn't playing well, and you know what I mean? Like, he was kind of becoming a villain, and, you know, he was getting... His ego was taking a bruising. You know what I'm saying? His ego was taking a bruising. So I get it. But the thing is, so they paid him $200 million a year to go to Saudi Arabia, and they're booing him. Then he put someone in a headlock last week. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not going, it's not going well for him there, Matthias. Like, do you see that? It's not no. going well for him. Like, like it's not. Gabe, he's, he's you know getting what, the sorry, last say, Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they pay you that money, Matthias. They expect you to score four goals a game now and stuff. And he's not. And they're like, you suck, right? Like, and, Well, that's bad like, business for them, Gabe. Well. He got benched in the World Cup for a reason because he's not that young. He doesn't have that finishing touch. He doesn't have that agility that he used to have, you know, just five years ago. It is what he it is. He gave the you know? finger to the fans the other day, too. I was gonna, I forgot about that. He also gave the finger to the fans walking off the pitch. Look where he's playing. You're going to end he's up getting playing chopped in a, hostile place. a hockey bag for that there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, careful which cab you get in on the way home, Cristiano. No, I'm with you, Gabe. Settle down. If I was his age, I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'd say, like, oh, don't be like, hey, don't go off there bro like you know what I mean they're gonna arrest you or something like he's doing what you and me would do too Gabe he also did what Kobe did you know at the end of it you, you go for the last gasp of air you know this is it what's the last big contract I could actually get until I actually can't do it anymore no, and my value goes all it. the way down well, I think we could if we, if we I think if we would we could he already has 800 million dollars <laughs> you know I mean like well you know what no, now, now his no, great no, no, great no, no, grandchildren no, no. are good no, no, but you know why he did it? It's not even about money. I think you sort of nailed it in a sense. I agree with what you said about the last Raw. He figures, you know what, I'm going to go there. They're going to treat me so great, and I'm going to be the biggest star in the country. And, like, you know what I mean? They're going to be so happy that Cristiano Ronaldo is here that they're going to just get I'm going to be the biggest star, and I'm going to get my ass kissed. Because in Portugal, they're they're booing me, and they want to, was it Santos, right? They're like, Portugal, right? The, the, the new kid is in. They don't like me in Portugal. They're better without me. I got ran out of the EPL. None of the major European leagues want me. It was his only choice. Like, you know what I mean? So he figured, oh, I'm going to go there. I'm going to get $200 million, and I don't even think he cared about the money. I think he figured just his ego is going to get, you know what I mean? I'm going to have people adoring me again. And what happens? He goes to Saudi Arabia, and they're not happy. You know what I mean? That's the whole thing. Like, these players, it's like the golfers. You're sort of being paid like sort of like circus animals in a way. Like, they have so much money, they don't care. So they're like, here's $400 million. Dance. Go play soccer. Sing. You know what I mean? Putt. You, you drive ball now. Right? Hey, here's $150 million. You do this. Right, and then when they get bored next, right? All right, whatever, right? And that's Ronaldo's finding that out. They'll pay him; the money will clear. But I guarantee you, Matthias, Ronaldo's already counting the days down and thinking, "All right, I got like 380 days. I got to stay here now until I can leave." Dave, I think he planned this out expecting this to happen. I think he thought to himself, okay, it's going to be fun. You know, the honeymoon stage is going to be great. We're going to get to this point where I'm going to start getting booed. I'm going to start putting these guys in headlocks. I might break an ankle after a rough tackle. And then I'm going to start counting down the days to get the hell out of there and he possibly go to the MLS. hard, too. He doesn't like it. Yeah, but right. it's, <laughs> he's going to recycle it, Gabe, because you know what's next, right? After this, he's going to come jump on a plane. He's going to go sign for maybe not the LA Galaxy or, yes, or the LAFC, yes, yes. but maybe he Miami. Get glory in America. Of they, course he's going to get glory. 
sorry. SBA, we're going to do it all over again. Oh, exactly. Look at Slatan. Slatan Ibrahimovic came over in his first game in the MLS. He scored from Gabe. He scored from half field in the first game. It couldn't have gone any better, for Christ's sake. Literally, remember that kick? It was the LA Galaxy against the LAFC. Huge matchup of LA. He was a fun player. He was a fun player. Oh, God. But have you ever seen a guy who's overage and not nearly as good as he used to be score a goal from half field in his first game? Come on. Oh, my God. Way to put a stamp on you guys suck. You guys suck. That's the stamp of you guys suck. Rooney, (laughs) Rooney did it, too. He was drunk, I think. And, uh, Not only did Rudy do it, Rudy traced yeah, Rudy back, was, hit a slide drunk, tackle. Hung over. No, no, but Rudy yeah. did it for his first match with DC. It wasn't like center field, but it was like a booming and the same thing. It was like, man, everyone in England like laughed because they were like, man, he's washed and drunk, and he just scored for 80. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he just drilled at the top of the net. It's the one thing MLS lack finishers, right? That's the, you know, but the MLS has got much better. Uh, but Gabe, I want to Gabe, say one of my Erling favorite Holland. Rudy plays at MLS. Oh, Erling Holland, where's he going to go to? Uh, Real Madrid or Barcelona? Your choice. Who, who's going to win yeah. the bid? Well, Man City has the money, right? The only thing is, from a competitive level, he's not going to leave yet. He just set a Premier League record. He's got 35 goals. Wait, he's 22 years old? Man, this kid's unbelievable. I don't think he should leave, Gabe. You know, I think the EPL is the best league in the world right now. It's the most competitive, and it's the best league in the world. Back then, we wouldn't be able to say that when we were talking about Real Madrid and Barcelona. You know, know, when you had Raul and Beckham and Zidane and Messi. And, you know, when Messi was only 19, he showed up to that club. And both teams were stacked. All that stock financial stuff, bro, the cheating or the corrupts. You know what I mean? All that money stuff that uh, would bar sets, that's hit him hard. You know what I mean? Those teams. It did. The Spanish government crackdowns on and all that. Why, why go to the Spanish Liga and play one, uh, a couple games a year against Real Madrid or against Barcelona and call it a year? You I, know I agree. I mean? I've always thought, I always hear that, too. They're always like, oh, they are the real league in the league. It's like, dude, there's like three good teams in that league. And I get it. It's like the prestige and, you know, oh, you're the big, it's nice. You're living in Barcelona and stuff. And Madrid is beautiful and you're, you're living the high life, the real five-star life. But uh, you know what it is? I think they think it's the Champ League stuff, bro. But I don't buy in. We've seen EPL teams can win. They just haven't had a great record. But I think they look at it as like, yeah, you get more money and and with with the Spanish team, and it's more prestigious on the big scale. I don't know why it is, Matias. You know what I mean? What's more prestigious, Man City or Barcelona? Right? Today it's a toss-up game. Today it's it's. I know. I know. I I told you that Man City. Barcelona like the Montreal Canadiens. They haven't won in a while. Not an, I, I don't want to insult. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash
anger match for class continues. This is Fortridge. I am game over at Cedar Pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bust them, and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down. Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Networks. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, wherever you may be, including everybody in Southern California. Speaking of which, let's bring in Mo DeKeel right now, right for the Bleacher Report podcast, uh, The Athletic NBA, former NBA video coordinator for the Clippers, Spurs, Australian men's basketball team, USC alum, and uh, does a great job and has a lot of fun breaking down games live on Twitter. Mo, it's always a pleasure, my man. Mo DeKeel in the house. Oh, thank you for having me, Gabe. You know, I always never miss an opportunity to jump on with you. Well, I always look forward to talking uh, basketball with you. Let's start off with the Lakers and the Warriors. Anthony Davis, absolutely spectacular. I would say vintage AD performance, but I don't know about vintage. That was as good as it gets at any time in his career. Just, you know, sheer dominance. I thought that AD had a big matchup advantage against Looney. Wiggins can't deal with them. So let me ask you, you're the X and O's guys here, Mo. What can Coach Kerr and company do to come up, like, to scheme differently, match up differently to slow down Anthony Davis? Because Looney, Wiggins, Peyton, they don't have anybody that can do it. How do they do it? I think, honestly, they're probably going to have to put Draymond on him to a, a degree. And I think they need to push the catches and the opportunities further out to the you know, he can, don't let him operate so easily and get easy catches. This is actually a problem I had with them with Sabonis. Now, granted, Sabonis didn't have a good playoff series, but they're giving up easy catches, and, and then from there trying to defend. Well, why don't you start defense before he catches the ball and try to push him out, make him have to catch it in more uncomfortable positions and things like that, and I think that's an important one. I think they need to be a bit more physical with him. I know the Lakers shot a ton of free throws yesterday, but I think you can get away with a little bit more physicality on AD. I think they went a little bit too soft. I wouldn't put Wiggins on him. I wouldn't put um, – Peyton on him. I'd stick with Looney for now, and then after that, go to uh, Draymond Green. It really is just a size issue for them, but Golden State are... Golden State have seen it all. They're a team. I said last night after the game that these guys, you know, they were born to play seven games. It's in their blood. They're not going to panic uh, after, a, after a loss, but how do you see this series playing out from here on out, and who did you like coming into the series? Like, did you, did you like the Warriors or the Lakers, and how do you feel after watching one game? Well, one, I don't think there's going to be any reason for the Warriors to panic. I mean, just look at that game last night. They went on a 14-0 run and almost won the game. Uh, you know, we had the – or at least tied the game. We had that Jordan Poole three, which I know people are uh, debating one way or the other, good shot or bad shot. But, you know, I think they were right there, and I don't think there's much to uh, – this is going to be a very tightly contested series, so I wouldn't be sitting there going, oh, no, we got to throw our whole entire game plan out the window. I picked the Warriors because I don't think the Lakers can actually defend the Warriors well enough to guarantee themselves four victories. Now they just need three more, but it's a lot of work. It's really hard. I'm going to have a video dropping a little bit later today on that, just how, how much work the Lakers had to put in in the first quarter alone defending that team. I'm not too worried about it in the long run. I think they'll play a little bit better. They'll get a little smarter, and I think they'll find opportunities to get Curry more shots at the basket, which was something that was massively missing in game one that he was able to do in game seven. Mo DeKeel, uh kicking it with us. Mo, I thought D'Angelo Russell was going to be an X factor in this series in which they're go they were going to need him to play well. Uh, to win basketball games, and I think I was sort of proven to be right after game one in which, you know, he gave you 19 points. He was 9-19 from the field. He did struggle 1-5 of from three, but if they don't get those points, they don't win this game. But then you have to ask yourself, can you count on getting 19 from D'Lo on a nightly basis in this series? Yeah, I mean, one, I'm going to have a little fun with you. Picking the starting point guard to have a <laughs> being the X factor is real important. I don't think it's. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> well, actually, you know what? In the modern era, in the, in the modern era, I don't know if there are like sort of positions anymore, but no, but put it this way there's so much talk about LeBron, and yeah. there's so much talk about, well, Anthony Davis. But to me, it was basically, and my point was, and in a more eloquent way, Mo, my point 
point was <laughs> that, that you know what? I know that uh, I know that Austin Reeves. I know what I'm going to get from Vanderbilt. I know what I'm going to get from some of these other guys. But I wasn't fully sure what I'm going to get from Russell. And I actually said I like the Lakers in this series. And but I said I need Russell to play well for them to win games. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, I just, I think the more important thing is... That's like the famous, uh, they always bust, they always get an analyst or an announcer during the game. They're going to need to outscore them today, Chuck, to win the game, right? It's a kid, yeah. kidding. <laughs> but right. Right, we all know, yeah, no, right. he means they need to play fast basketball, but hey, we all get caught with it. <laughs> right, right, right. But I think more importantly is, the, can you rely on D'Angelo Russell consistently? Look at the series that they won against Memphis. You know, they probably they don't win that series without without D'Angelo Russell. And it's not because he played great the entire series. It's those three threes he hit in a row in that game uh game four where they, they, they took that that lead in the three one lead. And I think it was really important in that comeback thing. Then he went and missed four straight shots. Like the consistency with D'Angelo Russell is is really the question. And I think that's going to be the thing is can they consistently get that from D'Angelo? And that will be the that is an X factor. He's definitely an X factor in that sense. And I think it's going to be really important for them to get that, but also for him not to fall asleep on defense because he's going to end up having to guard guys like Steph Curry at times. He's going to be on Clay Thompson at times. You know, he he can't let can't fall asleep and let Jordan Paul uh, Jordan Poole get a bucket and things like that. And I think those are going to be important things that the Lakers are going to need from him defensively. Moda Keel kicking it with us uh, right now. I am Gable Morancy. So let's talk about the Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix down 0-2. The lack of depth clearly was a problem on the road. You can't be playing KD 45 minutes a night um, in the Mile High City in that altitude. But here we are right now. So CP3's um, status is in doubt. I would expect that he would not be playing in this basketball game. I think Denver are going to win this series, Mo. But I do think that Phoenix can just sort of in this absolutely positively has to get to, uh, to Pittsburgh overnight, need to win the game type of deal. Um, what do you? What's your take on this series? What's your take on uh, game three Friday night in the Valley? I think this series is over. And I and, and and I don't say that lightly in the sense of when you lose Chris Paul and they're going to lose Chris Paul for it's been put out now for games three and four at the very least and probably game five when you lose Chris Paul you lose a whole lot in your rotation it's not that Chris was playing so amazing but now you're probably starting Cameron Payne and let's be honest Cameron Payne's not very good and then your your next point guard after that is going to end up having to be Devin Booker, who's going to have to initiate a whole lot more. He already has a ton on his plate. There's only so much more Kevin Durant can do, although he's not playing extremely well. It's hard because the Nuggets have basically just said, we're going to guard Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Everybody else can go do whatever they want. They're, you're not beating us without those guys. And those guys are playing two on five, basically. I don't think there's a way for the Suns to win this series. They don't shoot enough threes. Even though they tried in game two, it's not wired in their DNA. Mo DeKeel, uh kicking it with us. The Knicks are the younger team. They are the healthier team. They should win this series, right? What do you think happens? I honestly, I think this is going to be the heat. If Jimmy Butler is good to go, I'm scared to death of Jimmy. Like, I just think the way he's on he a mission, plays, bro. He's on a mission. I mean, like, it's not even a joke. He is an actual psychopath, but I mean, in, in the nicest way. You and I said, Mo, uh, I said, there's 56s, and I said, with empty calories and stuff like that. I said, that wasn't like, that's like, get on my butt. That was Jordan esque. Like, the, what he's been doing is Jordan esque, guys. It reminded me of Jordan versus the Cavs in the early days. Yeah, no, it was. It's unbelievable the stuff he's doing. So the Knicks should win. They have more talent. They have the deeper roster. And I think you know Bam Adebayo has been pretty much disappointing throughout most of this playoffs for me. And I think they should win this series. But the fact that the Knicks really had to play an incredibly tight game to beat them yesterday without Jimmy Butler. I think I'm looking at it going like if I'm the Heat, I have nothing but confidence knowing Jimmy's going to be back, and they have, and he's going to have like five days of rest because they don't play until Saturday, so he's going to be able to kill from there. I'd I'd be very worried if I was a Knicks fan right now. We were just talking about the great coaches, and we'll get you out of, uh, in, in a minute here with this. I'll just throw this at you, and you know if you don't have much for it, all right, but. 
I never really got to it too much. And I actually, when I saw it, I almost thought it was like one of those fake Twitter accounts or like a parody account. I was like, Phil Jackson isn't ripping the NBA players, is he? And talking about trying to bring in certain audiences and stuff like that. Uh, but no, it was actually real. What the, what the hell was that all about? Yeah, that was a bit surprising. But then I think when you look at the history of some of the words Phil Jackson has used, just sort of in terms of uh, when he called LeBron's group a posse, and that connotation that kind of comes yeah. with it in, in that sense, I think there's a lot of like stuff that you, you wonder about Phil Jackson, um, you know, hanging out in Montana. and, and Yeah, and I, I don't there. want to throw people in Montana on the bus, but I wouldn't. First thing I thought, I was shocked. Then I was like, well, the guy did move to Montana years ago. <laughs> right, right. And the thing that was funny, though, is he's probably was one of the biggest hippies when he was in the league. <laughs> well, I always figured know? he was a Zen guy. As a Zen yeah. guy, gets everybody guy. Like, I always looked at him like a Bill Walton type. I didn't realize he was more of a uh, it was he was Yellowstone <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah no, pretty much and I think it's just kind of I just it's 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 a comment there where you know and I haven't listened to the full interview or things like that so I don't know how much of it's taken out of context or or whatnot but it's something that's just disappointing that you don't want to see and you know you you get a little bit frustrated with that stuff um, with that and and it's you know Phil you also weren't in the bubble. And these players were – the NBA had to do what they had to do to get the players to play. And I think that was part of it. This was negotiated with the players. So, hey, if they were going to have games, they were going to have these things on the court. And, you know, whether the viewers rocked with it or not, that was the only way they were going to get the players to play games. And I think that's something that's kind of gets forgotten in that stuff and a little bit unfair for uh, Phil Jackson to throw out there. And I'm sure – we'll wrap it up, Mo. I'm sure you know this – Sometimes it's better not to meet or not to know who some of the people you respect professionally are really like. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Don't meet your heroes, like, Never meet your heroes. Yeah, you never that's the exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like and or and or don't ask them their take on something <laughs> because you might not like the answer uh, that you get. Mo, it's always a pleasure. Awesome stuff. Let's catch up uh, in the next round, my man. I enjoy your Twitter account a lot. Love watching the X and O breakdowns. Help me. It helps me um, think about how I'm going to approach these games from a betting uh, perspective. It's always a pleasure, Mo. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us, my man. Uh, thank you for having me. There's uh, Mo DeKeel uh, with us. Excellent uh, breakdowns with Mo. Love talking basketball with Mo DeKeel. As we stated, listen, everybody's free to their opinions about stuff, but it was just so out there with Phil Jackson. And considering, like, how you've made your money and who you who you made your money with over the last 50 years of your life, Phil, it was kind of a strange take. But, uh, hey, we're in a world of strange takes, and everybody's free to have them. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure... Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash grad admissions. The late night anger match for class. This is Sports Rage. I am Marenzi. All right. Thanks to uh, Mo DeKeel. Always good. You know what? It does feel like a Golden State spot. I was all over the Lakers last night. Um, I got that Laker ticket at 10 to 1 to win the West, but it does feel like Golden State's going to bounce back and win that game tomorrow. And I tune in at 3 o'clock Pacific, Sirius XM Channel 159. I'll be on. Cam Stewart with us, uh, was with us earlier. He'll be with me. And we'll have a bunch of guests on breaking down the game, including Coach James Young, former coach of Monmouth. Um, and uh, we'll have our hockey picks and baseball and everything else in between. We were talking a little soccer earlier, Matthias. And remember earlier in the week, I was, we were talking about, uh, it was yesterday, I said Arsenal won. And um, I actually won some bets today. I took early hauling to score a goal. I had Man City to go over two and a half in the same game parlay. Had Juventus to win and under uh, under the two and a half, uh, three and a half um, on the alt line. And, and, and a parlay. So we did well with soccer today. But um, you were talking about Brighton having a good season. Brighton are plus 100 on their home pitch, hosting Man U at uh, noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern. What's your pick for this game? Do you think Brighton can beat Man U this time? They just lost in the, um, in, in the penalty kicks. I do think Brighton could win this game. Gabe, the amount of goals that they missed against Manchester United in the FA Cup was surreal. I felt bad for them because literally I was screaming goals be- like as it was happening and they- the ball just wasn't going in. And-, and I think they get revenge against Manchester United. Brighton is a hell of a team this year, man. They're fighting for a Europa Cup right now. That's a big goal of theirs, and I think they're going to reach that goal. And like I told you yesterday, that game against Manchester City at the end of the year does look bright. It looks bright for Brighton. Let's go. But Napoli is minus 143 tomorrow. Napoli minus 143. Udinese plus 400. I'm getting into. I've been. I've been in a soccer mood this week. Actually, like I said, I've been. I, I woke up. I, I, I put the bets in overnight. I woke up early, stressing out a Juventus game. Then it all fell apart tonight on a late goal by the Vegas Golden Knights. Sin City got me again. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.